Hi, Rex. Hi, Josh. I believe we have a disclaimer or something for the people. We do. So, with the holidays coming up, our normal recording schedule always tends to fall on Tuesdays, and this year, Christmas and New Year both fall on Tuesdays. Due to this... We want all of you to have a happy Christmahana Kwanzaa, and for all of you people who celebrate real holidays, have a happy Festivus. <laughs> For the rest of us. We'll be taking two weeks off with releasing because we don't want to get behind in our recording. So we will be returning to, after this episode, returning to regular scheduled release dates on the 7th of the new year. We now return to your regularly scheduled programming. Rex, doing his best impression of a turd. Fuck you, Josh. That was pretty good. How'd you even do that? Oh, you're a pain in the ass. (laughs) Uh, That's what the turd said. Pain in the ass. Like, not enough fiber or something. Too much fiber? Poop jokes! Happy holidays, everybody! (laughs) I was hoping for a little bit more professional than that, but okay. Nah, nah. Did we get all the information we needed in that? I don't know. I feel like we did. I was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. This is not Angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. I like a candy. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Hello! Good morning! It's morning somewhere. How are you today, Rex? I'm pretty damn good. Tell me, what's the title of our show? <laughs> today's episode... Oh no, not today's episode. For fuck's sake! <laughs> God damn it! It's your opening! It is my opening. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And this is what happens when we try <laughs> to be organized. <laughs> Congratulations on being part of it. I've had a long fucking week. I've had a long fucking life. What's your point? Cheers to that. (laughs) So today we are reviewing season two, episode five, Reptile Boy. Reptile Boy. The title's kind of misleading. It's extraordinarily (laughs) misleading. And yet I wasn't completely wrong. Uh, First, I rolled my eyes like I was pushing them up a hill for an eternity. (laughs) We're going to call that Sisyphusing your eyes. Yes, I Sisyphused. My eyes. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm guessing it's a frat boy lizard and Buffy kills him. I wasn't completely wrong. Back to back Monster of the Week episodes. Yep. Inca Mummy Girl. Reptile Boy. We're going to get a few of these sorts of things. What's next? Werewolf (laughs) Baby. (laughs) That might actually happen. That might actually be a thing. They'll have werewolves later. Yeah. So... Before we continue, Josh, how about a mom synopsis? Joshua, I found this iguana in your bedroom. <laughs> what? Does it have anything to do with your episode today? <laughs> wink, wink. First of all, mom, what the fuck are you doing in my bedroom? <laughs> and second of all, you leave Hannibal alone. <laughs> your imaginary iguana is named Hannibal. <laughs> sure. That's right, Rex. <laughs> 
How many other imaginary pets do you think I have? At least four. Not nearly enough. I was... I'm not even gonna go there. So this episode is very confusing to me, Joshua. It's almost as confusing as you having an iguana named Hannibal. It's apparently a hologram. I don't know. Oh my god. Did you buy it off Quark? This one... This one flew off the rails really quick. It really did. <laughs> Are you sure you're, the point is you're not supposed to play in for these? Not anymore. <laughs> Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? You're watching another Monster of the Week episode and you're trying to be clever off the cuff. I told you you couldn't be clever off the cuff. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler's mom was right. <laughs> so what happens in this episode, Joshua? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty Absolute, much. They were all bored. And then <sighs> Buffy like cuts off the tail of this weird lizard creature thing that a cult has formed around in a fraternity <laughs> house. And then everything's fine. Yeah. Everything was fine. Especially Cordelia. Cordelia was especially fine. Yes. <laughs> Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something here. So, we open the episode... To Buffy, Buffy's room. So I was trying to relate, like, the lizard thing to an iguana somehow. The connection just never hit. No. Yeah. No. Anyway, we open the episode to Buffy's room, and they're having a slumber party, but Xander's there. <laughs> yeah. And... I'm like, don't you have any male friends, Xander? I don't think he does. This I is, think those are his only friends. This is starting to get a little weird. He had one male friend, but he got turned into a vampire and then killed. <laughs> By Xander. Yes. Technically. Kind of. Okay, not really. But they're watching like a, a, it's a, Bolly, Bolly, a Bollywood, a Bollywood movie. movie. And they don't know what's going on and they're discussing it. Did you notice that Xander wasn't braiding shit? He was just playing with Willow's hair. Yeah. That I I <laughs> postulate that obviously the, the side that Xander was playing with was already braided by Buffy. <laughs> I was going to say maybe he just likes playing with her hair. Well, yeah. I mean, I like having my hair played with. Don't you dare. I, I see that look in your eye. God, no. <laughs> stop, stop braiding me with your eyes. <laughs> you make me uh, sick. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, so Willow had this funny moment. She suggested that they sneak into the bronze with tea bags and order hot water. And that was why <laughs> yeah. they were spending the night in is because they're all broke. And we all know how that feels. Oh, do we? And just real quick, Buffy establishes that um, Sunnydale has been really quiet. And that's why they're getting some nice quality friend time in that fucking special. Yep. Cut to girl running from a mansion. Oh, hold on. I... The way they shot this when they first cut to this mansion, mm -hmm. I was expecting something to go to be going in the house, not out of the house. Hmm. So, you know, that surprised me. 
And the the girl literally runs through this window like face first, practically. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if I'd been in her position, I probably would have too. Yeah. She climbs down a balcony and takes off running. And of course, the mansion is directly next door to a cemetery. To the cemetery. What part of Sunnydale is not directly next to at least a cemetery? I think, honestly, that's the case because they mention at one point how many cemeteries there are. Yeah, there's there's a fuck ton. There's like 10 of them or some shit. Uh, More than that, I think. It's a lot of fucking cemeteries. Is it like an interconnected series of cemeteries? Or is it all so. totally separate cemeteries? I don't know because they only ever say the cemetery. They never they never say like the name of the cemetery or anything. I like to think it's an oligarchy of cemeteries that are all connected <laughs> by underground tunnels but have different names. Yeah. And not just like west, south, north, central, blah. Well, there are a lot of underground tunnels. I mean, the va- that where do you think vampires hide? That's true. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So anyway, she's running through a cemetery. They should rent out apartments in the Hellmouth. Yeah. Why not? They, they might. It's prime real estate. No shit. <laughs> they, they're running through the cemetery. Did you notice the random fucking pyramid? Did you see the pyramid? <laughs> no. There's a pyramid. <laughs> was it a gravestone? Yeah, I okay. guess. But it was like as tall as a person. Some people go balls out with yeah. their fucking headstones. But or their the, families. she's being chased by these cultist looking people in brown, blackish robes. And apparently one of them has teleportation powers. Yeah, because he is ahead of her and he's looks like the quintessential douche frat boy. Yeah. Somehow overtakes her from the opposite side she's running towards. Yep. And they grab her, they drag her off back to the house. And then we cue the opening sequence. I mean, not a bad opening, but... Eh. N- nothing notable about this opening thus far. Yeah. Frankly, nothing notable about this episode, but spoilers! Yeah. I guess. So then we're back to... we After the opening, we're at the school. In the hallway. And Cordy. I was like, wow, that is some horrendous fake laughing. Oh, it's Cordy, of course. Okay, so Cordy is apparently trying to better court specifically rich college seniors. Yeah. When did Cordy become... Essentially akin to Xander when it comes to talking to boys. She was really bad at it this episode. This whole episode. She's, like, she's normally in control of that shit. Yeah, what the fuck? It, yeah, that was kind of funny. I mean, she has no problem interacting with Xander. And there's and, some great bits between and t- her and Xander. And tearing him down a notch. Oh, yeah. And she's got a couple of good lines there. I mean, the the thing that I really want to talk about in regards to what you just said doesn't happen until later, so let's cover right. this first. So, you know, Cordy's doing her, her weird fucking creepy, awful laughter thing, like an alien fucking laughing. And then Buffy and Willow are talking about boys again. Spe- Specifically, though, they're talking about how she Buffy has been having wet dreams of Angel. <laughs> she doesn't they say don't that. Call, they don't call it that, but come on. We know. We know. We see you. Ew. <laughs> You're taking my lines, boy. I'm the one that says you around here. We we can share the, the job. I will when you put it like that. <laughs> A daily, daily do. <laughs> so... <laughs> Xander joins up with Buffy and Willow. The They're walking down of the, the hall. Irish, <laughs> yeah, are just going. Maybe they'll listen out of spite. Maybe they'll. I'll accept spite listens. 
I'm almost sorry, you guys. So they end up stopping and talking to Cordy for some stupid reason. Xander starts, you know, banter with Cordy. And Cordy has one hell of a good burn here. So much so that after Cordy's burn, Xander just pauses and then walks away. Like, he doesn't even respond. He just like, oh, you've won. I've got nothing. And walks away. I see. I didn't get the impression that it was a, oh, you've won. And he just walks away. So much as it was a, uh, wow, that escalated quickly. And this isn't this isn't worth my time. This yeah. shit isn't worth dealing with. But Cordy, Cordy's line here is really fucking harsh, in my opinion. But well done. She says... Oh, you'll get into college someday, Xander. I just know your pizza delivery career will take you to so many exciting places. Mm-hmm. Her delivery is perfect deadpan. Yeah. No, I find this relatable content personally offensive. <laughs> How many pizza delivery jobs have you had? At least three. At least. I <laughs> I worked at Pizza Hut twice. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Why? You apparently. Dear God. You didn't learn the first time to don't. No, I really didn't. (laughs) Yeah. It's the economy. It's such a bad economy. God. I do kind of like the fact that Xander doesn't go to college. Like, she's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't he become like a mason or some shit? Yeah, he gets a job doing construction. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry you had to wait. Then we go to the library. The bell rings and they gotta, you know, go to class or whatnot. And Buffy's like, oh, I gotta meet Giles. I was supposed to meet him. So she heads to the library and God damn it, Giles. <laughs> God damn it, Giles. What the fuck? He's trying to be strict with her. Yeah. But he's so bad at it. Fucking awful at it. Yeah. He he's not effective at it. And then like the way he's doing it, he's just coming off as a fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, he's using they're trying to use the premise of the episode that there's nothing going on to say that she needs to use that time to prepare because obviously shitty things are gonna happen again. Yeah. It's like saying you need to continue saving money even when you're doing well financially. Right. Which, you know, the the logic isn't wrong, but goddamn. She's talking about just having a night out and he, you know, he doesn't want her to go gallivanting with her friends and shit. And he tells her, oh yeah, there was a fun little bit here. He, he pretty much just demands that she come straight to the library after sixth period. And finish her homework and um, don't think that pouting is going to get me because it won't. Holy shit. Buffy pouts harder. She pouts well. <laughs> really well. Like, damn. It's not getting to me. Damn, Sarah Michelle <laughs> Geller. You can, you really fucking know how to pout. Yeah. Like, I wanted to reach in there and give her a puppy. She didn't play it up <laughs> too hard. No, it was, it was exactly the, the the right level. It was like actual pouting, not fake pouting. Right. Where you're just batting your eyes It was shit. Ama- It was amazing. I just wanted to give her a puppy right there. <laughs> do you Maybe have three a, puppies. Do you have a lot of puppies just sitting around? You know, they're around. And then he shot out a puppy and wait. <laughs> what? Where did this page come from? Are you, damn it. <laughs> anyway. But... The next scene is her sitting outside on a 
a railing and Willow and Xander walk up and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And he's and she goes, oh, I'm dilly dallying with my dilly dallying. That's right. I was thinking lollygagging. I don't even think either of those are the ones he uses. No, I but, think it was dilly dallying. But doesn't matter. But yeah, irregardless. God damn it. Ha ha. Fuck you. It's been like seven or eight episodes since I've used that. So <sighs> I was, you know, I was hoping I was hoping that it would just go away. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll hit you up again on like episode 22 or something. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I'm totally going to do that, too. <sighs> I'm going to be pissed if you nail it on like actually episode 22. You think I'm going to forget? I don't forget these things, Rex. I, I you know, you, I, <laughs> you know what, Josh? I have faith in you. I have faith that you are going to remember to burn me because you're an asshole. That makes two of us. Yep. <laughs> that have faith in me, anyway. We're, We're both assholes, too. That Sure. You know why I'm an asshole? Um, because you poop. Because I'll never let you finish a sentence. At least once a day? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Unless what? you're constipated. What's that? I said, because you poop. You said, do you know why I'm an asshole? And I said, because you poop. I wasn't listening. What'd Consistently. You say? What'd you say, Josh? Orally. <laughs> orally? What or the fuck? You are orally pooping all over me, all over my chest as we speak. Oh, God. <laughs> and I find you, it very disrespectful, Rex. I, just, I have to say to the listeners, I am not pooping anywhere but the bathroom because this is my apartment. Orally. It's a metaphor, Rex. <laughs> and I find Your you getting off gross. topic right now. Your metaphors are gross. Thank you. <laughs> You're not supposed to be proud of that. <laughs> and that's why I'm special. Weren't we reviewing a show? I, You know, it doesn't even matter anymore. Let's just make bad jokes all night. <laughs> oh, Enough right. about me. Let's talk about you, Rex. This is... Uh, Cordy comes walking by and sees the college boys drive up. <laughs> Fucking, this is the moment when I really wrote down that Cordy, like, is trying to catch a guy like Xander. Because <laughs> she walks up and she, like, looks, she leans over at the window and is talking to him. And he says something about... Oh, oh, in uh, the same way that Xander would get a, gir a, get a, a girl. Yes. Not trying to get a guy similar to Xander. Right. Like, she is basically xandering the hell out of trying to get this guy. Well, she's using the stupid magazine article's advice to... You have to laugh at everything a guy says. Like, <laughs> he says something He says something that is like asking a question, and she just fucking does that horrid laugh. Yeah, she's got absolutely no improv skills here. She obviously knows how to flirt with boys. I mean... What the fuck? They brought the Joker... Yeah, seriously, she doesn't need this stupid-ass magazine when, article like, to flirt with guys. When did she become the female Xander? I don't know. All I could think during this scene was, gee, I wonder if Cordelia's gonna end up in the same position as that girl from the open right because the guy the guy who's driving is the guy who was in the open yes and you know one of them anyway i think it would have been better if if they did not show us that i don't i don't think they were trying too hard on this one well yeah but i think it would have been better if we didn't know that these guys were th those guys but the passenger i didn't write down his fucking name but the passenger is like eyeing buffy and says hey who's that girl 
and they tell Cordy that she needs to go get Buffy and fucking Cordy just walks up, grabs Buffy's hand and practically drags her down the fucking stairs. Right. So there was frat twat number one and frat twat number two. Yes. The one in the passenger seat was Tom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Frat. So frat twat number two. Yes. It's hard to say. <laughs> frat twat number two. Frat, frat twat. twat. Frat, frat, frat twat number two. Eight more times. God damn it. <laughs> that might actually be good vocal practice. <laughs> it probably would be. They drag Buffy up. She doesn't want to go. Why the fuck? How is Cordy able to drag her anywhere? God damn it. The look on Cordy's face when <laughs> when he was like, can you introduce us to your friend? And she was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was so painful for her. It was fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh my God. I love it all over it. I'm sorry. I had to go there. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I am the gross one this episode. You are. Oh, well. You usually are. You're not wrong. No, I know. <laughs> I'm never wrong. <laughs> that will never bite me in the ass. And that's where you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not about it not biting you in the ass. It's definitely going to bite you in the ass. You mean besides me? No. I didn't ask. You mean besides you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, do you, do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. Tom starts flirting with Buffy, and he's actually being fairly like suave. Uh. Like he's actually a smooth fucker. He pay he pays heed to the fact that this is weird, but. I want to say this. So they are seniors in college. Yeah. So they're at least 22. Roundabout. If not older. Yeah. No 22-year-old with any actual fucking brain or good motives ever... Pulls up to a high school. Wants to fuck a 16-year-old. No way. Like, dude... No 22-year-old's like, man, I want to get tied up with a high schooler. Certainly no 22-year-old that isn't a pedophile right. wants to go date a 16-year-old. Exactly. But there's tons of fucking douchebags out there that would absolutely love to just and you walk know what? through that hallway. Those guys are pedophiles. I don't, like, I don't care. I didn't want anything to do with high school kids when I was fucking 22. I didn't want anything to do with high school kids when I was a high school kid. Agreed. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. I the moment the moment I was done with high school, I ran far and long away from it. Like yeah. is I kept running and I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to keep running because fuck that shit." I remember people crying, you know, classmates crying when oh God. when school was over right. at the end of the year, and I'm like, "Really? These are the happiest years of our lives." Oh, Bullshit. Man. I was always so fucking Bullshit. relieved at the end of the year. Oh god, me too. Mhm. Fuck school. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Fuck school. Let's do a podcast in our mid 30s. It'll be also, fine. Also, in this bit, we got a bit of nice guy Xander. Cuz as Tom's flirting with Buffy, he's over there by Willow nice guy Xandering it up. Mm-hmm. We're still dealing with it. Um, which which instance are you referring to specifically? This specific instance is when Willow and Xander are still at the stairs, the railing where Buffy was sitting. 
and she's down talking to Tom and flirting, and he's like, she's not going to go for this. Oh, yeah. I, I had mixed feelings on that, on Xander's reaction here, because uh, on one hand, I'm like, Xander, you've long since lost talking privileges in general. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, ew, I agree. <laughs> you know? No, his his disgust at these college boys is not wrong. His motives for being disgusted are wrong. Yes. He, he seems to always have an ulterior motive behind everything he says. Exactly. And it's... And it's always clearly, why aren't I fucking Buffy? Yep. God damn it. Yeah. Right. This bit with Xander, Buffy walks off because Giles shows up and she's like, oh, I have to go. And Cordy's still there flirting with them. Xander says to Willow, I hate these guys. Do you hate these guys? And I wrote down Willow's line here. Is this one of your quotes of the day? This is one of my quotes of the day. It is also one of my quotes of the day. Do you want to read it? Shall I? I would like to read it. Go right ahead. If I may. Willow's like... Yeah, with their charmed lives and their movie star good looks and more money than you can count. I'm hating. I felt like it very well mirrored what we as the audience are supposed to be feeling right now as well. Um, Like, fuck those guys, but at the same time, I kind of admire those guys, but at the same time, we also know that they're... Right, and that's kind of my point. Creepy rapist That's kind of my point. I would actually be more shocked by their later reveal... Of being, you know, the cultist dudes, if they didn't show that douche in the the opening. I felt, yeah, it would have been a much more solid setup for the show if it had been like, hey, things are actually quiet. And as far as we know, right. as far as even the audience knows, there's nothing going on. Yeah, I think that would have been way better. And then we slowly figure out that something's fucking awry or amiss throughout the episode. That would have been way cooler. Yeah. Instead of having it spoon-fed to us. Like if, so let's say, let's pretend they they cut the opening bit of the girl running away. Yeah. And they just leave in the part where Buffy finds the bracelet later. Yeah. And then it's a big mystery. Exactly. And then it's an actual mystery. Yes. That's but, all they would have had to have done. And it would have improved the episode tenfold. Like, they could still do that and re-release the episode, and yep. it would still work just the same, I think. So, we go to the library, and Buffy and Giles have to train. <laughs> oh my god, Giles, you suck at your job. <laughs> <laughs> He's certainly more... He's a cleric. He is not a warrior. No, he's not a warrior. And I don't know why he keeps trying to train Buffy to fight. More importantly, I don't know why he keeps thinking he can. And why did why did he put up all this fuss? I thought the point was she needed to go study, not train. I don't know. Because he I don't said, fucking know. come here and do your homework he's or like, something. He's like, no, he steps out of the fucking weapons cage thing, and he's like, I'm going to attack you. I am not going to hold back. Which was his first mistake. Right? <laughs> and Buffy just hands him his ass. Yeah. Breaks his staff, disarms his sword. He has a sword and a staff, first yeah. off. Big mistake there. Why do you have a staff, a two-handed weapon, and a sword in the other hand? Excuse me, Giles. Is this your ass? <laughs> yes. I think you've lost it. We found it on the <laughs> library floor. Oh, I, I have been looking for that. Thank you. <laughs> she disarms him she breaks his staff she throws him onto a table and then he's just like i guess we're done <laughs> yeah after all that fucking fuss he's like, like well uh, you're on patrol then 
Uh, see you tomorrow. If if she can kick your ass so many ways, Giles, maybe you need to come up with better fucking plans for training. Yeah. Well, I think he's just projecting his own frustration with his lack of ideas and skills onto Buffy. You're probably right. He's the one who needs to be training. Definitely. You dumb British bastard. <laughs> so then we go to the graveyard where she's patrolling. <laughs> where immediately Angel shows up. Buffy, we have a problem. Yep. And it's me this time. <laughs> I'm so tortured. <laughs> <laughs> this was the most Edward-esque moment he's ever had. Dude, dude. I So much melodrama. Angel isn't the first sexy vampire. He's not the worst sexy vampire, but this is the this is the closest he does come to the worst sexy vampire because <laughs> he like he is very nearly hardcore Edwarding it up. We can't do this, Buffy. It'll be bad or something. <laughs> yeah, generally speaking, he falls pretty solidly middle ground between Lestat and Edward. Can I do a dramatic reading? Yes, <laughs> please, Josh, do a dramatic reading. Buffy, this could get out of control. <laughs> Isn't that how it's supposed to be? <laughs> this isn't some fairy tale when I kiss you. Don't <laughs> you don't just wake up and live happily ever after. No. When you kiss me, I wanna die. <laughs> uh. That's the sound of her running away. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Her delivery was not as bad as you made it out to be, but his wasn't much better. Just the writing. I don't <laughs> care. There's no good way to deliver that scene. No, there really isn't. <laughs> oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> what What does that mean? When I you kiss know. me, I want to die. I <laughs> what is their damn issue? <laughs> like... You know what? Teenagers. You know why their relationship won't work? It has nothing to do with her being 16 and him being like 200 something. 241. 241. It has nothing to do with their fucking hundreds of years difference. It has everything to do with the fact you can't have a relationship without fucking communication. And they can't talk to each other. <laughs> they can't talk about things they're supposed to be talking about. I was going to say it's because Angel's still 14 emotionally. That too. Yeah. So, Ugh. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Back to the school. Yep. Um, Cordy <sighs> begs Buffy to come to the Zeta Kappa party. <sighs> Cordy pisses me off in this scene. Yeah. She has her head so far up that Way man's ass. Way up in there, Morty. I'm going to need you to... Way up in there. <laughs> I'm too old to fall right out. <laughs> I've done this too many times. <laughs> oh, excellent. She rags on Buffy badly here. Just really badly. <laughs> she actually said that she had too much respect for Puffy to lie to her. You know, and about, you know what? Good on you, Cordy. I, I think she has too much respect for hair, right? To lie to Buffy <laughs> about her hair. After Buffy agrees to go, she says to Buffy, "It's like we're sisters, but with really different hair." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and supposedly, 
Buffy's motivation for going to this with Cordelia is because she's so ignored by Angel. Yeah, what the... Come on. I uh, but... Really? You haven't known him long enough to feel ignored by... You're not even dating him! Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. So... I mean, Willow comes up with a good point later, but I'll cover that when we get there. Yeah. And so then we go to the lair where the fucking... Delta Kappas are bad guying it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, they put on hoods. They're basically just the Masons. They they got the same interior decorator that <laughs> the Master had. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but there's a hole in the ground, this, this one. There's a hole in my mansion, dear. I want to point out, though, that... So they're, like, doing a ritual baptismal of a new initiate or yeah. something and they're they do scarring to like show that they're an, an initiate uh-huh dude's holding a sword to do this wouldn't it be easier to use a dagger yeah like why like he he has the sword in both hands he's holding the blade with one hand yeah also the and way the handle the way he was using it would have that thing would have <laughs> need, needed to have been very sharp very sharp. That's all I'm saying. And if it's sharp enough to do that, you don't want to hold the blade. Exactly. You cut your fingers. They could have sharpened just the tip. Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Bark, bark. <laughs> so. <laughs> but they, they get, they do this ceremony and everything, right? And they finish up. And just as they finish up, they're like, bring on the brewskis. Brews. <laughs> like, whoa, bruh. It went from horror film to Animal House yeah, in point and they're, three they're seconds. Just, they're, doesn't matter how powerful they are. Doesn't matter how you know culty they are. They're still douchebag frat boys. And they did a great job of keeping it lowbrow when he walks up to the girl changing the wall. And he's like, so what's a girl like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> that almost sounded like Shaggy. <laughs> like, you guys... We're totally in an underground lair with some chained up chicks. <laughs> Somebody get the sandwiches. <laughs> well, they have beer. They should have sandwiches. <laughs> you know, the I, I looked it up because I was curious as soon as I, I heard that they were Delta Zeta Kappas. Yeah. I looked up if there was an actual Delta Zeta Kappa. Well, there has to be. There is. Surprisingly enough, though, it's sorority. <laughs> the Delta Zeta is a sorority. So there's like hundreds of Delta Zeta and then a new Greek letter. Okay. That I guess that's how frats and sororities work is it's the Delta Zeta chapter or it's the Delta Zeta sorority and then there's the chapters. Mm-hmm. So the the Kappas in this scenario are that's their chapter. I don't know if you noticed everybody, but we are not frat boys. No, we didn't we didn't go to those kind of colleges. No. <laughs> well, I mean there were there were there's fraternities at every college. I was not in one. I was in a community college though. Are there fraternities in community college? See, now that's a good question, and I'm gonna go with I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. The whole point but is we're rich. And the reason I brought this <laughs> up is I'm curious. If the show got any backlash for using a real fraternity letter assignment, especially because they took a sorority, Delta Zeta Kappa, Mm -hmm. and turned it into a douchebag rapist frat 
Yeah. Something tells me they probably did not get any backlash because this was basically pre-internet. Yeah. Shit didn't if get around. If this came out today, they would have got so much backlash. Oh, they'd have gotten fucked across this the map. This whole episode would be squashed so fast with, Completely. with the Me Too movement. Completely. And, like, the Me Too movement is about these douchebags. But the point of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that it enabled and provided the, the seedling of the Me Too right. movement right. in ways. And this this show did, in a lot of different ways, start the conversation. Yeah. With episodes like this, where like date rape is literally the plot, mm. it's fucked up. It, I mean, I'm, it's just Monster of the Week. It's not even that date rape was the plot. That was a plot device, sure. Okay, it was the plot device they used. Yeah, and it's not like they were trying to portray it in a uh, approving way. Right, right. Um, it still bothers me. Sure. Anyway, from here, we cut to, back to the school. It's the next day. Willow and Buffy are talking about how Buffy's going to this party. I want to make note here that this is the first instance we have a, a noticeable character change, outward appearance change in Willow. She is wearing makeup and jewelry. I, okay, I didn't notice. I it it struck me as as a little out of character in a way, but in a way that like obviously she's growing. Other side of the same coin. I thought it was interesting that Xander had absolutely no problem with the idea of Buffy. I don't know if he thought that Buffy meant that she was going on a date with Cordelia or that she was just hanging out with yeah. Cordelia. But either but, way, he was like, what? There's no cocks in the picture? Yeah. Fine. He's like so happy that she's blowing off Angel Yeah. to go with Cordy and then realizes, <laughs> oh, wait. Cordy's going to a frat party. And this is where I noticed, or, you know, noticed again. I was like, does anything come out of his mouth ever that's not an ulterior motive disguised as an overly protective uh, paternal figure with a little bit of wit? Yeah, not really. The only times that he does have those moments is when he is not specifically only interacting with Buffy. And just like the beginning of the episode, it feels so out of place that he's even hanging out with them. It's like he's a pre-assigned tumor. He's, <laughs> he's like a discarded prototype of Jiminy Cricket. It's like he's wow. trying. It's like he's trying to be their conscience. Nice guy Xander, the discarded prototype of Jiminy Cricket. You're welcome. On sale today, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and it's like they, they're so desensitized to it. They. Can't even oh hear him anymore. Right. They're just not even listening to a word he I says. Wrote, Fuck you, Xander, three times in a row for the this scene, <laughs> the next scene in the library. Like I wrote down that the next scene is in the library. I literally just wrote "fuck you, Xander," and I can't remember what the scene was. <laughs> All you got was "fuck you, Xander," yeah. and I got discarded prototype of Jiminy Cricket. Who takes better notes? One of us is funnier than the other one. That is also true. Obviously, you're the funny one. Obviously, you're the funnier looking one. I don't know about that. How was your We're date today, Rex? My date was amazing. Thank you for asking. Oh, yeah. That's why I asked. I wanted to support your point because I'm your friend. Well, we're going to cut that long <laughs> silence out. 
<laughs> That's the best awkward silence I have ever heard on microphone. We're totally just staring each other that down. That is staying <laughs> right where it is. I think it should, honestly. I'm not shitting you. I think it should. I'm not shitting you either, Rex. <laughs> What was the next scene? God damn it. (laughs) Not shitting you near as much as you're shitting me orally. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Does does it have to be poop jokes? They're so easy. You're better than that. (laughs) Okay, you're slightly better than that. (laughs) Doesn't mean I don't like to roll around in the dirt, Rex. (laughs) That's not dirt. Uh, it might be brown. <laughs> it's not dirt. It doesn't make me not a pig. All right? <laughs> Christ. You totally are. <laughs> what is the scene in the library? Did it, did you... It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah. You're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. What did you write? So, um, <laughs> Buffy shows Giles the bracelet and explains, right? Because we didn't even mention she found the bracelet in the in the graveyard with with Angel, and Angel knows there was blood on it. She explains he could smell that it. She, how she knows that there's blood on it because of Angel. So Xander makes a catty comment. Go figure. So from the library, we cut to another weird ass poster. This one is specifically about <laughs> yeah. drinking. It, the caption on it says, not everyone who drinks dies. Yeah. And the oh, dude's wow. face is horribly mangled. Fucked <laughs> up. Yeah. Well, he looked kind of like the zombie kid. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he he looked maybe like Frankenstein's monster or something. Exactly. Like stitched back together. And there's flyers under the poster that say, that say alcohol kills. And it's just a random background item. <laughs> Yeah, they really try to ram it home with the with the posters in this school. So much. It's ridiculous. So, hallway scene. Uh, did we establish yet? Okay, so Buffy lies to Giles about the party. Yep. Because she says she wants to go help her mom who's sick. Yep, and so she... They're talking about it in this scene. Xander and Willow disapprove, kind of, but still go along with it. Xander's all about orgies. Yeah, so this yeah, this is when Willow mentions that she always thinks that frat parties have orgies or some crap like that. <laughs> is she wrong? I don't know. I've never been in a frat. I've only been to one and I cannot confirm nor deny. You know what? Write into beerwithbuffy at gmail.com and let us know if your frat has orgies. Please estimate the percentage of fraternities that you believe have regular, preferably only consensual orgies. We don't want to know about your no, rape orgies. No, no rape orgies. Please. Can, let us know where if, the consensual orgies are, and then we can plan a tour. Yes. And if you're having any rape <laughs> orgies, um, call 911, and you've won a prize. You've won a prize. Just just give them your address. Head on down to the police station <laughs> and let them know where your local rape orgy is, and they'll give you a prize. Yeah. We can't tell you what it is. It's a really good prize. <laughs> they walk up to Cordy. Cordy looks at Xander and is like, oh, you'll be rich someday or something like that. And then she's like, maybe in Bizarro World. In Bizarro World. <laughs> Why does Cordy know what Bizarro World is? Do you right. know what Bizarro World is? It's specifically from Superman, right? Yes. Yeah. It's 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 opposite world. Yes. It's how 
Cordy should not know what it is. She is not geeky enough to know that in no. the 90s. No. I, this is a huge lapse of character. Yeah, being a geek wasn't cool yet. By far not. Nope. We're at least five, minimum five, ten years out. You are a closet geek, Cordelia. We're on to you. And then I just wrote again, fuck you, Xander. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. With Xander. You tell him to go fuck himself, yeah. and he just keeps coming right back. And not having fucked himself. <laughs> like, he's proving unreliable. <laughs> you there, Xander, go fuck yourself. And when you get there, continue fucking yourself. And when you get back, fuck yourself again. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> On today's episode of Beer with Buffy, we <laughs> regurgitate as many memes as possible. So, Xander and Willow are separate at this point from Cordy and Buffy. Xander is nice guying it up with, with Willow. Well, meanwhile, Cordy is lecturing Buffy about the party, saying, yep. do's and don'ts, don't wear black silk chiffon or spandex, these are my trademarks, don't do that weird thing with your hair, Buffy's like, what weird thing, don't interrupt, and I was like, yeah, Rex. <laughs> and then I had a couple quotes of the day. I try not to interrupt, it's hard. So I did. It, I wrote down the entire fucking interaction between Willow and, and Xander here. Okay. The, uh, you want a protector. <laughs> yes. Okay. Willow looks at Xander and she says, you want a protector? Mm-hmm. Prove that you're just as good as those rich, snotty guys? Mm-hmm. Maybe catch an orgy? If, if it's, it's not early. <laughs> yeah, I got the one right before that where Xander's like, Buffy's going to frat parties. That's not a skew. That's cockeyed. <laughs> I forgot about this. Because <laughs> Willow calls it a skew. And then she's like, a skew means cockeyed. He's like, oh. <laughs> and then is a giant billboard for Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this interaction to me is the epitome of why we call him Nice Guy Xander. Mm -hmm. Because he is pissy as hell about her going on a date with boys. But but he wants to join in in an orgy. <laughs> Fuck you, Xander. Yeah. No. He's just shy of calling her a whore for wanting to go on a fucking date. Uh-huh. He needs to prove that he's the nice guy by going there to protect her. And maybe he'll get to join in an orgy and Maybe catch an orgy. And his best friend who's into him understands this and is okay with this. And she's still into him. And yeah. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Search me. So. Then we're at the frat party. Yep. I got a couple quotes from the very start of it. Did you? Right. Pretty much here, we're, we're at the frat party for most of the rest of the episode. Thank God. Right? I get really tired of their constant, this scene, we have two lines. Cut to a new scene, we have one line. Cut to a new scene, we have one line. That like They really need to trim down their editing a bit. I just think it's pretty interesting how it's extraordinarily reliable that the first 20 minutes of the episode are very dense with setup and then I can yeah. really I can really just relax for the last 20 minutes yeah and just let all the pins that they've set up fall down and it doesn't require near as much note taking the first half takes most of my notes right the last half literally only ever takes a page exactly so I got a couple of quotes of the day here out of Cordelia first off oh my god Cordy can't fucking drive 
That is also comes, correct. Comes to park and slams right into the fucking car in front of her. Way to perpetuate a stereotype here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Cordy's like, are you ready for this? Buffy says, I don't know. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Me too. Let's go. <laughs> How about I that I thought peer you were going to mention when she, when she hits the other car, she's like, why do people park so close? My only thought about that was... Well, that's just more narcissistic behavior out of Cordelia, but yep. I've just I just expect that and glaze over it at this point. Yeah. And then they get inside. Buffy is not up for nor having any fun in this fucking party. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck did she even come? Out of the goddamn gate, she's like, I don't want to be here. Another quote of the day, though. Cordelia's like, you know what's so cool about college? The diversity. You've got the rich people and all the other people. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you sure know how to make anything sound shallow, but you're not wrong. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. And all the rich people are white. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> are you saying America whitewashes things? Yes. Since when? Forever. <laughs> now I know. We're not even done yet with our forever. <laughs> I learn something new every day from you, Rex. <laughs> Good. Especially from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Good. Occasionally from you, but mostly Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I'll take credit anyway. Hey, got your steak, steak. Hey, got your steak. <laughs> so, <laughs> enter Xander. <laughs> Xander breaking into this damn frat party is hilarious. Falls in through the window and immediately stands up and takes a jello shot. Did you notice the set design on this set? Not uh, that there are literally full drinks sitting everywhere. Every <laughs> fucking surface has three to four full drinks sitting on them. I did not catch that, no. It's. To me, it's particularly awkward because, like, no one just is like, oh, I'm done with this drink. It's full, <laughs> but I'm done with it and set it down and walk away. And there's bits where right? there's only one character in the entire scene and there's like eight fucking drinks on the goddamn table next to him. I mean, have you been to a party? Not a college does, frat party. Doesn't even have to be a frat party, just a college party. Right, but they're not full drinks. People still take their drink with them around the goddamn room. Right, they would be the at thing. least half empty, if not mostly empty. Yeah. You're like, right. I give uh, points for Xander, though, because he so sorely needs them. Uh, at least he knows how to dress like a rich asshole. He does. He pulled that polo off really shirt well. and all, man. I mean, it's just a polo and slacks. It's really, or khakis. Yeah. It's not that difficult. No, but he, he had enough forethought he for did. that. Yeah. You know, kudos to him on that, I guess. <laughs> right? This bullheaded fucker screams from across the room a new girl oh the guy was like literally a bull yeah like starts flailing and his way like, a new girl across the room Ooh. and starts <laughs> running at her at full speed and he's like what are you gonna do fucking tackle her and <laughs> yeah. like murder her because she's standing right next to the fucking wall i thought he did a better job of acting drunk than um what's her name you from know, the spike yeah. episode 
True. True. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll give you that. It is good drunk acting. But Sheila. Yeah, Sheila. Yeah. But, like, what is his plan here? He's, like, going to kill her by tackling her against the wall? That's, I mean. But, Tom. Have you met a jock? That probably was uh, his plan. That's kind of the point. Fuck, you're not wrong at I all. I know. <laughs> but Tom, like, zips in from out of frame and be, is like, here, have a dance with me. And grabs her arm and, like, zips her out of frame. Mm-hmm. It's cartoonish as hell. It was. It was It was funny, though. It was funny. It was good timing. And this guy is so fucking smooth and does a fantastic job of not looking like a creep, but I'm not convinced. Right. Not even a little. No. And you and you know why you're not convinced? Because no 22-year-old worth being a human wants to sleep with a 16-year-old. Right. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't she be 17 at this point? Uh, so fucking what? Just just throwing that out there. So what? Yeah. Ooh, she's seven, she's still in high school. Still in high school. Th- that alone should be a massive turnoff yeah. for any college student. You can't take her to a bar. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass just having friends that can't go to a bar. Yeah, fuck that. So anyway. So yeah, we're slightly Tom alcoholics. A, Tom, yeah, Tom is a pedophile. Which, Doesn't matter that he's super nice. Oh my God. Really? You had to add your own fucking sound effects? Guinness. The reality wasn't good enough? For those of you who don't like living in reality at all. (laughs) So, Tom and Buffy stop dancing. Buffy walks outside after seeing Xander, who by this point has been caught as an interloper of, of the party, and they have... Decided that he's a new pledge, and he's in a bra, a padded bra, and a wig, and they're forcing him to dance. The only reason that I can accept that as being something that could have happened, because based on the one frat party I've ever been to... In this area, you're the expert in this room. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even need to sneak in through the window. But considering there's a secret society with shit in the basement that they need to hide, then okay. Yeah, uh Exactly. And Buffy sees this, but she doesn't see Xander's face. So she doesn't know it's Xander. She steps outside where she steps on some glass from the window yeah. that the woman had come out. Yeah. And she looks up and sees the window. First off, she's standing under the balcony and somehow she can see above like the window that's on the balcony. And like. The camera angles did not work. And the window was boarded, and all the boards were crooked. It is a fuck ton of rich people. You're right. And this is two fucking days after she went out that window. Yeah, they could have had somebody in there to fix that the next day. Right? Like that morning. At like morning. 8 a.m. Yeah. 8 a.m. <laughs> the next morning. And what you couldn't clean up the glass? What the fuck? Right. Yeah, okay, it's a dumb plot hole, but it's still it's annoying to me. And then Buffy falls for that old gag where she drinks a drink that somebody else poured for her. Yep. Don't do that. Well, and this is the second time that Rich, the dude's name is Rich. God, they... Oh, that fucking guy, yeah. His name is Rich. I don't know of a bigger <laughs> douchebag name than than white boy named Rich. Yeah, who happens to be quite rich. Yeah. Yeah. I, I apologize to any riches out there that are actually good people, I'm but not. your name's horrible. Change it. I don't apologize. Go, go change your name, Rich. I'm not sorry. Rich, if you're... 
if you're a nice dude, Rich, and not a nice guy, give us a call and we'll be we'll be the judge of that. We'll we'll help you pick a name. Yeah. <laughs> We, we we'll pick we'll help you pick a name. It won't be good, but it won't mean you're a rich douchebag. You know when the movie Richie Rich came out, I didn't know anybody named Rich, and I was in like middle school or something. Right. Somebody told me they had a cousin named Rich, and I was like, bullshit. No, <laughs> that's not Rich possible. Rich is just a shortened version of Richard. Yeah, I know. Technically, my grandpa's name was Richard, I, but my grandpa went by Dick, and you know what? I don't know why any Richard would choose that. It Well, dick didn't used to mean dick, so... My grandpa was a dick, though. <laughs> Extra funny story about the name dick. One time I was in training at a new job, and one of my new co-workers was named Dick, and one of the HR ladies came in and was like, Hey, I'm looking for, um... Uh... <laughs> He's like, you can say it. It's Dick. The lady turned beet red. He's like, go on, say it. Say my name. Say my name. And she was like, Dick. It was priceless. Priceless. So. You know what? <laughs> I think we just found the one reason, if your name is Richard, to go by Dick. Yeah. <laughs> or not to. Right. God, that's mean. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry has a wind. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. I do want to mention <laughs> that this one roofie drink fucks Buffy up. Yeah. Doesn't her being the Slayer, like, give her a higher tolerance to this shit, maybe? I mean, it gives her super strength. It doesn't necessarily give her... She's tougher than other people, though. Yeah. Like, she can take more hits. Well, obviously, they're establishing in this episode at this moment that, no, she doesn't. So that's, she, that's all there is she to stumbles it. through the house. She ends up to a bedroom. She has not spent her life building up an immunity to iocane powder. I'm sorry. Uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rex. Give us an inconceivable. Give it. Inconceivable. There it is. Thank you. Are you happy? No. It was terrible. I, the, I'm not an actor. I've had better. I'm I'm sure you have. Anyway, Buffy stumbles her way through the house and goes you to You killed my father. Prepare to die. That was awful. I wasn't trying. Hello. My name is Nameworth. Your name is in the Wigwell? Shut up. I am in the Wigwell Montoya. Hello. <laughs> my name is Nago Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. You ruined my podcast. Prepare to die. <laughs> Marriage <laughs> is what brings us together <laughs> today. Anyway. <laughs> She stumbles through the house and ends up in a bedroom. I thought I thought it was funny that when she walks into the bedroom, she bumps the dresser and then apologizes to it. She passes out and Rich the Dick comes in. Rich Dick. Yep. He comes in and he's like, he's about to outright rape her. Well, he touched her <sighs> face with his thumb. Still. No, like, he was probably going to rape yeah, her. He you're, was going to rape her. You're right. But still, they didn't really establish that very well. Cut back to the library. They figure out who the girl was by the bracelet, which is weird and a dumb plot point. 
I really thought that Xander was going to have a little heroic moment where he, you know, did something smart and of his own accord without the approval, without having to have the approval of somebody around him yep. for a second. But no, he just accidentally meets up with the gang. Exactly. And so they, Willow comes clean about lying to Giles about where Buffy is. And they rush to the, the frat house. By this point, the party has been over. Xander gets kicked out. He notices that Cordy's car is still there and he sneaks around and he found a robe somehow. Why he's they're throwing a, a perfe- Why they're throwing away a perfectly good robe? I don't understand. It was understand. probably covered in blood. I don't know. But I do have a quote of the day here. Just as they're about to like head into the house, Xander has a good callback line here that I want to point out because Angel's pissed, super pissed, and vamps out. And Xander looks at him and says, "So that's a guy you want to have at a party?" Yeah. Oh, well, that was is, his shitty line that I was referring to earlier when they were in the library. Right, because they're talking about Angel, Angel, and it's like, well, that's not the kind of guy you want to have at a party. Uh, it was when Buffy was explaining that Angel could smell the blood on the bracelet. So they rush into the house, and the wrap-up here is really fast. It's so anticlimactic. I will say, though, they summon this snake dude. Yeah. And he the fucking costume work on his, his outfit is awesome. The makeup work was excellent. The like his, floating effects were dumb. Oh, yeah. He was f- so obviously on strings. Yeah, but he looked like a snake man. He yeah. looked like a snake man. It was great. And... Buffy decides that just as the snake thing's about to, like, grab Cordy, that she's, oh, right, she's the Slayer and strong, and she rips her chains off the wall. Maybe now's a good time to rip these chains out of the wall. Uh, You couldn't have done that earlier? Yeah. Cutting it a bit close. Yep. So she kicks ass and then uses, ends up fighting Tom, hits him, gets the sword, uses the sword to kill the snake dude by cutting his torso off from the rest of the body pretty much just cut his tail off yeah i mean we i I, so we don't know how long he is right whatever and it looked like a pretty weak swing too Um, the the last line that buffy says to tom though is pretty good because she tells tom you tom you talk too much which is hilarious to me because multiple times in the episode tom says to her i know i talk too much (laughs) right (laughs) So she got another good callback line, too. Talk about a really easy-to-kill god, though. Yeah. One sword, dead. Eh, just another instance of a cult worshipping a, a demigod or a monster in mistake of a god. Well, they they show that apparently, later on, they actually show like what this, this lizard thing did for them. But the wrap-up here is pretty fucking quick, where they're like, oh, you're going to jail. How they're, like, turning them into the police, I'm not sure. The police who aren't there yet. Right. They really glaze over how this wraps up. Completely. And then the next, the next scene is there at the bronze, and Xander is reading the paper. And that is where we get what happened after that point, where he explains that the police found a bunch of bones for dead people ranging back to the 50s. Yeah. And apparently, hundreds of Delta Zeta Kappas are they have stocks crashing and they're losing money they're going bankrupt oh that's because what the, the power of the lizard is gone that's what the the snake dude did for them exactly okay now the very I thought tail that was end because here. they had been found out that they were killing girls no it, it was well that too but also because the magic is gone that the makes snakes sense dude gone. that makes sense or at least that's how i read it anyway anyway i got a quote of the day from giles 
when we were still back in the lair and oh, yep. shit was shit was wrapping up in the lair. Um, I think it was a it was a nice serious quote for a change. Uh, he has a nice little moment with Buffy where he learns his lesson and he's like, "No more pushing, no more prodding, uh, just an ordinate amount of nudging." Yes, that was a very good line. Yeah, and I hope it's proof that he's finally grown. What is it with the male characters we, in this damn show that they don't grow? Definitely a pattern of male characters. Uh, repeating past unacceptable behaviors. Exactly. And so at the bronze for the wrap-up with Xander reading the paper, Angel walks up to the group. Buffy's talking about Angel mm-hmm. when Angel's not in the scene. And then Angel appears in the scene and Bu- and Xander says, Angel, 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 does every conversation we have have to revolve around that freak? And just at this moment, <laughs> Angel walks up and Xander looks at him and goes, hey man, how you doing? <laughs> and yeah. goes right back to reading his paper. And he you could tell he knew for a fact that Angel heard him, but he didn't care. Yeah, that was an excellent moment. It's almost like they could be friends. Aw. The next bit, Angel goes, Buffy. And then Buffy goes, Angel. And then Xander goes, Xander. <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. I was like, why? I don't get why he said his... I mean, it was funny, cause just because Nicholas Brendan has impeccable timing. But yeah, I would like to point out now we know what the bronze serves coffee, coffee and muffins, coffee and muffins. It's just a fucking coffee shop. It's a very fancy bar like coffee shop. Yeah, great. That's neat. I guess. Yeah. Like lattes, specialty coffee, not just crap coffee. So that's neat. Gur. Gur arg. Arg. Gur arg. Gur arg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Night, I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something here. Uh, fuck this episode. Yeah, seriously. This, they could have made a couple of small changes that would have really made a difference. Don't tell us that it's the frat boys right away that are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Add some fucking suspense, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Also, what is with... The fight with the mummy girl was shit. The fight with the this snake dude was shit. Yeah, he wasn't even vaguely menacing. Like, okay. Like he yeah, was scary she, looking. She's the slayer. She's badass. Make her fight something for fuck's sake. Yeah. Two creature of the week episodes where the the climax is shit. I think they had to throw a lot of bullshit episodes in really quick when they doubled the amount of episodes they were doing. Maybe, yeah, that's possible. I think there's this is more of a realistic explanation thing than an artistic explanation. What, what was your quote of the day? My quote of the day. Find it yet? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, not sorry. I got to give it to Xander. Or no? Again, why no, does no, he no. get more quotes? I no. I'm sorry. I'm giving it to Willow. Okay, good. Willow deserves more quotes. Yeah. Um. It. It's just. It's the one that involves Xander. So Willow says, "You want to protect her mm-hmm. <laughs> and prove that you're just as good as those rich snotty guys, mm-hmm. and maybe catch an orangey if it's on early." You know what? I'm picking the same fucking one. No, you can't pick the same one. Uh, I I have to. It's such a good bit. It's such a good bit. All right, what's your second choice? You know, okay, fine. I'm going to give my quote to Willow as well. 
But hers, I'm going to do the, yeah, with their charmed lives and their movie star good looks Mm -hmm. and their more money than you could count. I'm hating. (laughs) Cool. It's a double willow. Yay. It's a double wubble W. Willow, Willow needs more points in this. I want, you know, no, you know what? One of our listeners who's really, really bored, I would appreciate if you could like tally quotes of the day and see who's winning because i think it's xander but i'd like to see if if xander has competition i intended at the beginning of this to keep track of our quotes of the day and post them in the description yeah we haven't been doing that god no (laughs) that sounds like work i might start actually notating while i'm editing and make that happen maybe so how did you feel about today's episode rex Uh, it could have been so much better I guess it wasn't bad. I completely agree. So everybody, please subscribe, like, share. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as Beer with Buffy. Check out beerwithbuffy.com for a list of all available streaming options. Email us anytime with questions or concerns at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. And as always, a big thanks to our composer, Benjamin Alexander. Rex, did you have anything to say? I did not. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. Iguanas. Fucking iguanas. I don't even know where I was going with that mom synopsis. No. You are the slayer. Lives depend upon you. I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility. And instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs>